Welcome to the Poem of the Week. Each week, our poems are intended to help you practice the best, most current medicine by alerting you to studies that could change your practice. As usual, our host this week is National Public Radio's Dr. Michael Wilkes and Essential Evidence Senior Editor, Dr. Mark Abel. Gentlemen. Good day, Mark. How are you doing? I'm good. We um, are going to talk again uh, about obesity. It's a sort of a recurring topic for obvious reasons. Major health problem uh, around the world. Reducing weight is, is big business. Also can result in some significant health benefits. Doctors and pharmaceutical companies would like to play a larger role in the treatment of obesity with the goals being both long-term weight reduction and improved overall health. The decision to initiate drug therapy in people considered overweight needs to be made after careful consideration of the risks and benefits and the goals and the expectations of drug therapy should be clear as well as any economic costs. A number of medications are approved by the uh, FDA for the treatment of obesity or, or being overweight. And of course, all of these medicines need to be used in conjunction with healthy living, healthy eating, physical activity, perhaps behavioral modification. Two injectable GLP-1 receptor agonists have been approved by the FDA to treat obesity. Liraglutide uh, and sumaglutide, both uh, tides, both have demonstrated cardiovascular benefits in addition to weight loss with the exception of individuals with a history of heart failure. So in that context, along comes another treatment. This one involves the off-label use GLPT-1 marketed to treat uh, diabetes, which has been combined with a gastric inhibitory polypeptide GIP receptor agonist in an expensive drug called terzepatide. Some are claiming that the drug combination is safe and highly effective. Mark, you found an industry-sponsored study. It was published in the New England Journal of Medicine. It asks, does this drug safely help patients to lose more weight than a placebo? What did they find? Oh, I should say that it was published in 2022. And for those that want to read, it starts on page 205. Mark, what did they find? Yeah, the, this was the surmount trial. And I think the trade name for this drug, terzepatide, is Mountjaro, which I've always thought is a bizarre name. But anyway, I'm not the drug namer. Uh, and yeah, it's a GLP-1 agonist, one of the, the Tide family of drugs. And this study, they found uh, patients with a BMI greater than 30, or if they had what they defined as a weight-related complication like hypertension, sleep apnea, heart disease, or dyslipidemia, they could have a BMI greater than 27. They actually excluded folks who had a uh, diabetes from this study. So this was non-diabetic patients. The average age, there were about 2,500 patients, was 45 years. Two-thirds were women. 60% had a BMI greater than 35. So it was uh, there was significant obesity in this population. Um, they Groups looked the same at the start of the study. They don't tell us how they uh, got people into the groups. You know, the allocation concealment wasn't described, but at least they did look similar at baseline. They were randomized to get this terzepatide 5 milligram, 10 milligram, 15, or matching placebo injection once a week. Uh, they had 86% completing a 72-week study, so it's a little longer than some previous obesity studies, which is good, and they had reasonable follow-up. The percent reduction in weight loss was impressive, 15% in the 5-milligram group, 
20% in the 10 milligram group, 21% in the 15 milligram group, and only 3% in placebo. So the sweet spot seems to be probably the, the 5 or 10 milligram group. Reductions were seen in systolic blood pressure by 6 millimeters, LDL cholesterol by 4 milligrams, which isn't much. Um, and these are surrogate markers. We don't know about any long-term cardiovascular or you know, outcomes. Serious adverse events were rare. They were reported to be similar between groups. But if you looked at the discontinuation due to adverse events, it was higher in the terzepatide groups, uh, about 4 to 7% versus 3% in the placebo group. So a few folks did dislike it enough to quit. So bottom line, in obese patients without diabetes, uh, those taking terzepatide lost 15 to 21% of their body weight compared to only 3% in those taking placebo over a not quite one and a half year period. Now, the bad news is I looked at goodrx.com a few days ago, and the cost was $967 per month for the 10 milligram cartridges for a month's supply. And the study was over a year long, but we don't know what happens if you stop this medication. Does the weight come back? And, you know, 12,000 bucks a year, that's pretty significant cost. I'm usually a skeptic on these things, but the weight loss here seems to be significant. And $12,000 for a person is enormous, but for a system, but if this does reduce the incidence of, of arthritis and maybe knee replacements or hip replacements and cardiovascular disease and diabetes, and I mean, it, it, that could be a, a very cost-effective approach, right? Yeah, I mean, I think we need to see a, an independent cost-utility analysis. Uh, it seems like all the drug companies sponsored cost-effectiveness analyses will find the drug to be cost-effective no matter what the cost. So I'd, I'd like to see somebody independent do it. I think we need longer-term follow-up. We need to see what happens after to these patients. And they could look at these patients and see what happens to them in the two and three years after they stop the drug. But yeah, if uh, if you take a 250-pound person, 20% of that is 50 pounds. So that's a huge difference from 250 down to 200 pounds. So that's you know impressive and certainly clinically significant. And then in addition to any potential medical benefits, there's just the psychological and, and quality of life benefit of um, having to carry less weight around. There is a, a group of patients that are sort of phobic to needles, and this does require a subcutaneous weekly injection. Not, not a big deal, but that might be a, a barrier for a few people. Absolutely. Yeah, good point. Okay, thanks, Mark. Very interesting. We'll watch this and see if uh, the studies that you're suggesting uh, are done. Uh, have a good day, uh, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Well, that's this week's poem. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to read this and other recent poems, please go to www.essentialevidence.com. And please join us again next week for another medical poem. Music.